so let's uh let's go a little bit deeper into the into the 2024 planetary energy theme and so i'm calling it 2024 it's really beginning now um we're in this sort of new cycles for years uh the the year one of the entirely new spiral for the cosmos that began December 2nd of 2022. We've now uh, flipped into the year two of that and we're moving towards the solstice December 21st, which is sort of a slingshot into the full energetic opportunity of this year two and this year two is uh it's year two of a 10-year foundation building period for a roughly 200 year phase and also this is all happening within the concept of it is the dawn period of the new golden age for the cosmos and so we had been in the pre-dawn previously, and then with the start of the new cosmic spiral, it was really the officially the dawn. So coming into this new year's energy, we have this theme feels very much like it is this the water's receding and revealing everything underneath them and it's really the waters like the waters are receding but with a kind of a gathering power as they recede so very much like when you think of a a tsunami and when a tsunami happens all the waters are pulled back from the shore and gathered up into the big giant wave which is then brought back to the shore so this very much you may already be feeling it but there's very much this gathering up of energy this building up of energy as all of the waters are being pulled back and the purpose of that at this stage is to reveal everything but it's also the It's also for creating that big tsunami of energy, right? As the waters are pulled back, everything is revealed. And the most important place to focus on in terms of that absolute revelation is is within yourself. It will be very easy to be distracted by all that will be revealed externally but really that doesn't matter i mean it matters yes but not really it only matters as more evidence of the inner revelations that we are individually doing and the more and the the more broadly that's occurring across the collective the more is revealed externally now I want you to think for a minute and answer this question. When I tell you that everything will be revealed internally, 
What's your immediate kind of knee-jerk reaction to that? Many people would have the initial knee-jerk reaction of, oh no, of dread. If you have any of that going on, then you should really welcome (laughs) this process because it just shows you in some ways how, mm, I'm going to use a word that might be a trigger word for some people, but how colonized your nervous system still is, how conditioned you still are to assume that things that are hidden are going to be dark and bad and yucky and terrible. What if the waters recede and they reveal to you your incredible beauty, the vastness and magnificence of you? What if things that we can't even describe right now are revealed that are incredible, that are amazing, that you've been waiting your entire life for. We are here for embodiment. We are here to figure out how to have the embodied expression of our true essence. our true essence, uniquely ours, and also pan-dimensional. Our essence is from the infinite quantum. It expresses in a wild, untamable way through all the dimensional perspectives that are available in this cosmos. And our embodiment is about the organization and translation of that infinite quantum essence of you into linearity. Some of us aren't very happy about that. (laughs) Some of us find this whole linearity thing a little tedious, but let me tell you, it is actually what you came here for. And you know, as, you know, awful, painful, or hilarious and silly as all of that is, you know that feeling when you are really not just in flow, but like in the deepest soul groove of corralling the energies, the fire hose of yourself pouring through you out into some form, whatever that is, that is the highest correct form for the expression of that. Whether it's some creative project, some business project, some personal project, something, some way that you're expressing in words, expressing in 
paint or multimedia, expressing in service, expressing in something physical that you're creating. It, it, whatever the form is, doesn't matter for this conversation. That feeling of it's so clear, you know exactly what it is and you know exactly how to bring it out and you know exactly the steps to do it and you're doing it and it's effortless and there's no gravity and there's no friction in the process. But it's creating something here in linearity. That's what we all want is to be in that experience. No gravity, no friction, and yet it's all happening in linearity. Oh, heaven, 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 heaven. That's what we all want. Now, this is mostly, predominantly the drive for those with a highly gifted brain in particular. So it may or may not be as loud in resonance to you depending on what kind of brain you gave yourself for this life. But this idea of what is my true purpose, what is my fullest, deepest potential, that is what I'm talking about. It is ultimately to have the experience of the embodied expression of your essence. So with the waters receding, your essence is available to you far more than it ever has been. It has been an incredibly hard process for virtually all of us to really access and experience and be in deep communion within our self, with our essence, and to come into understanding of that. That has been a very challenging process over our most of our lives. This is getting easier and easier and easier to do. One way that you can think about the waters receding and revealing what's underneath is this decolonizing of your essence. This removal of the externally imposed layers that were never you. That can be painful, sure, but it can be incredibly joyous and it doesn't have to be that painful. It's really about where do you want to focus as you're doing that work. It's all data. And so if you're focusing on the discovery of your essence instead of the pain and the grief or the grief over the pain of the colonization of yourself, that you've been living with. It's just going to be a better experience. I'm not saying to bypass and ignore the pain and the grief. But you can choose to not live there. To not be recolonized again by it. Essentially. But it does require will. It requires 
a choice. And it's a choice that gets made all the time. It's a living choice. It's not a one and done choice. Because part of the decolonization includes the decolonization of your brain, which requires that you take over authority of the neural pathways and where they run, which is essentially where are your thoughts going to run, where are your where is your attention going to automatically go, that is going to be the most active neural pathways, and you can decide over time, again, it is a linear process, which neural pathways you're paying attention to and which, one, which ones you're not. Now, there are these fascinating sort of instantaneous quantum shifts available more and more in the shifting of the neural pathways. And you might see evidence of this in memory, where you have been going along in your life and the kind of the dominant sort of stories or memories that pop up are one set and then you go through some kind of a big shift internally, right? And you have this big kind of quantum shift or, you know, a bunch of different older, lower, yuckier timelines. You just kind of batch close them. And then a bunch of memories are almost as if they're gone. And you just don't think of them. Like you forget that they happened. Not in an absolute sense, because if you really like focus, oh, right, that did happen. But it seems very, very far away, as if an enormous amount of time has passed. But this can happen near instantaneously as well, more and more. There are, of course, various steps that need to be taken in order to do that correctly and to work with the nervous system it's a big piece of this because the nervous system must be supported to be able to expand and handle a shift like that. So otherwise you'll have sort of a snapback effect, which is very frustrating. So back to 2024. So we have this, um, the waters receding and revealing the internal and the external revealing just Whatever hasn't been seen yet, and everything now is to be seen. So if you've been waiting for all the good stuff, maybe that's what's going to be revealed to you, <laughs> by you, to you. And on the external side, we know that society, the way society has been structured and functioned, does not work for the good of any humans. And it very much does not work for the good of the entire earth and the rest of the beings that are here. So human society is anti-earthling in the way it has been set up. And it is being deconstructed. (laughs) It's being deconstructed. That's already happening. Uh, without even looking at the esoteric, you can just sort of look around in the mundane perspective of the world and be like, oh, yeah, that's deconstructing. All right. It's a total dumpster fire. It's a total shit show out there. Yeah, it is. And it needs to be. It needs to be because 
the deconstruction has to be complete. So more of that will be occurring. And the revelations related to that will be occurring. But we also have this very fascinating uh, new energy popping in for 2024 of building the plane while flying it. Although sometimes I also see it as like the uh, like a big giant like old fashioned uh, like wooden sailboat schooner pirate ship kind of thing like. So there's a sort of like building the building the ship while sailing it too. But also it's kind of an airship also. So, you know, building the plane, building the ship, building the airship, but while flying it, while sailing it in the air, while sailing it on the waters as they recede, et cetera, et cetera. You get the idea. But the building the plane while flying it, this idea of the 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 builders and not everyone is here to be builders and don't make yourself a builder if you don't want to be right. Like you can tell. If you're a builder, you can just feel that inside of you. I'll come back to that in a minute. But if you're one of the builders, the early builders, then you're already getting started with the bringing into form, into linearity, creations. And those can be energetic. They don't have to be physical, but you're still bringing them here into embodiment. Creations which are going to be the early building blocks of the new human society, which will be organized and designed to be in harmony with all of the earthlings and earth. I don't want you to be trapped into thinking of it as a polarity between the old society and the new society because that would mistakenly lose or miss a lot of what actually is to be created in the new society. It's a radically different thing. It is not a, not this, instead that. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not a, oh, instead of white, we're doing black. It's not that. It's not opposites. So building based on opposites, building based on the anti-model or the negative model isn't satisfactory. It isn't enough. The analogy that's popping into my head is when I became a mother 24 years ago, I didn't have any positive parenting role models in my life. I had a ton of book knowledge about what babies need and what new mothers need because of what I was doing in my career. But I had nothing around me in my personal life uh, from childhood to that point in my adulthood to show me a model of this is what positive, good parenting actually looks like on the ground, in the flesh. I had a lot of anti-models. I had a lot of whatever these people did do the opposite. And that is a useful starting place when you have no reference point, but it is not enough. You have to find what you're building now within yourself. It is directed by, it is delegated to you by your essence. 
and your job in your doing this is to translate and organize that beautiful infinite quantum essence into the order, the phasing of the building, of the creating. And you're doing it not because you feel obligated to, or because you feel you have to, or because you're selflessly in service to others in a way that negates yourself, but because it is the beautiful, zero gravity, zero friction creation of your own embodied expression of your essence. It is your essence brought here into this life, and that is your contribution. We all have incredibly powerful contributions we're making to this cosmos and to this specific human earth life. The contributions are at their true level, what they actually are meant to be, their deepest potential, when they are pure translation out from your essence, not defined by the essence of others. And therefore available to others in a more complete way. Just as the contributions of others, when they are done in that same way, are available to you. You're not doing this alone. We're all doing this together. Your essence is your beingness. It is the noun of you. It is the feminine energy. And it is the leader. It is the organizing principle. That process, that essence, that energy of translating and organizing it that is the doingness. That is the verb. That is the masculine energy. You can think of it as the hero. The architect, the engineer. And as he goes through his own development process, he is so wide open in the heart space in your heart space. He is so connected to essence and to her proliferation up and out. That he becomes the artist. And the artisanal quality of how he organizes and translates her into this linear experience of embodiment. Glorious, glorious. So the builders, the early builders, ultimately everyone here 
is part of the quote-unquote building community. But it's about who comes in when. When we talked about year one as the first foundation year in a 10-year foundation building process, we talked often in our various discussions of this last year, we talked often about the foundation building isn't even so much a building as it is a clearing, right? It's like a preparing the building site for the new structure you're going to build on it. You want to get it all clear. You want to like get deconstruct and demolish any structures that are there that don't serve what's coming next, remove all that stuff and clear the site and get it nice and clean and clear. And do you want it to be level? What do you, what's, what's needed and doing all that work. So there may be some of that still going on. Um, for most people that will be in various stages. If you think about 10 years of foundation building, there will be people who they won't start that work until year nine. That seems really hard for me to imagine, actually, now that I say that out loud in that way. Maybe it'll be more. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The <laughs> if you if your foundation space is ready and you're feeling the desire, the need, the clarity around building the foundation, like actually building the foundation, then you're one of the early builders. So you're putting into place the design even if it's preliminary and don't box yourself in to this is the fixed design. That would also be a mistake. And you can always tell, particularly if you have a gifted brain, you can always tell when you're doing that because you suddenly feel constrained. You feel boxed in and it makes you feel crazy. Like you want to escape like, okay, wait, hang on a second. But you have the maturity now with that to be able to go, okay, I'm not going to collapse into a juvenile puddle over it. I'm going to step back. I'm going to recognize the useful data that my masculine is like moving into hysteria. And I'm going to reconnect my masculine with my feminine. I'm going to reconnect my hero with my leader. I'm going to reconnect my doingness with my beingness. The essence, the beingness provides the instructions and provides the safety. We have this inversion that has been in place for a long time that it is the masculine who provides the safety for the feminine within. No. The feminine belongs and declares belonging and safety. You decide, no one else. And from there, the essence begins to bubble up and out or stream up and out or flow up and out throughout the entire experience of yourself here in this human. You can feel it in your body in a visceral sensation. You can feel it moving through everything up and out and around you. And your masculine, your hero, your doing this opens his heart wide to receive her and receive from her the delegation of this is how, this is what you are tasked with 
organizing, with bringing through, with translating into this life. So the builders that I have been speaking about and that are relevant for this year two energy, they're getting started with, okay, I can feel the energetic architecture of what is coming for me to be in, to be experiencing, to be doing as well. And I'm starting to build the foundation. Take your time with this. Do not rush the foundation building period. Do not build your castle on a faulty foundation. There's no need for that. The rushing, the feeling of I've got to hurry, that can come from a sense of, oh my God, I have to hurry. Oh no, I've got to get the parts in place in time. That can be a very real feeling. And then also there can be a sort of like the enthusiasm of what you see and sense can be so so overwhelmingly just enormous that you just you're like I gotta get there I gotta get there right now quick slap anything together so I can get there so I can like bring that in no we're building to last here this is artistry this is craftsmanship this is not industrial production of a million different widgets We're not slapping this shit together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So building the plane while flying it is because the pace for your building, whatever you're building, just needs to keep up with the flying that you're doing. That's all. And it doesn't need to be like, you know, the luxury giant whatever right now. Just what are the pieces you need? What's the next piece that you need? When you get overwhelmed, slow down. Reconnect to your essence. How are you supporting your nervous system? How are you understanding what nourishes your essence? How are you understanding what nourishes your doing this? How are you designing your life in the day-to-day, in the moment-to-moment, as well as the big picture, so that those practical aspects of what nourish you are actually present? are present regularly and are available when you need them because you sort of tripped and fell back into being colonized and forgot to do them. And don't beat yourself up when that happens. It happens to all of us. We're making really big moves now, but all big moves occur through an accumulation of small moves. For the experience of what's happening now, 
to really be actually delightful, to actually create that sensation, that visceral embodied sensation that you already know and you love and you want that and more of that, of feeling yourself in the slipstream, feeling the bigness and the vastness of everything that's happening, feeling the cool, amazing things, the huge sensations. It happens now through a very precise, elegant, specific, small moves. We're not slapping this shit together like kids with, you know, big blocks. It's a precise, elegant, complex, beautiful structure. It has a delicacy. It is delicate in its views and its, like, in how you view it and in its construction. But the, that is not to mean that it isn't strong. It is stronger than anything. I think it's spider silk. Or is it silk silk that is determined to be the strongest material on earth or something like that so these solstice energies we have been weaving them for months and they have such an exalted precision and elegance and delicacy and strength that it just thrills my heart and my soul. It is that opening portal. It is liftoff. It is the slingshot into this year two, into these planetary energies, into this next phase of your own journey to embodied expression of essence. And I know somebody's going to ask, but now wait, what happened to the bonus round? What happened to the cosmic child? These are here very much. They have been here since year one, for sure. Absolutely. And I will speak more about them in the future. But the cosmic child, I will just remind you that cosmic the cosmic child opportunity for humans now is the embodiment of wise innocence and wise innocence is the chosen innocence after experience when the wisdom of lived experiences have been distilled out into their perfect pearls and combined with that chosen innocence. Those, those lived experiences in this life and all others being essentially distilled, refined, cleansed, cleared, of all that is not the wisdom of that experience. And then all of those wisdoms are brought together 
added in with this innocence and I continue to feel that this wise innocence embodiment is the most powerful thing the cosmos has ever seen and you came here to experience that and to help create it to help build it And so your building may, quote unquote, simply, as if there's anything simple about it, may simply be your stepping into that cosmic child embodiment. And your colonized brain that you are decolonizing now, your colonized brain perceives that as, oh, that's not big enough. I have to make something really big. I have to make something that's going to change the world. Well, nothing will change the world more than cosmic child embodiment on Earth. Nothing. And if there are physical creations that will expand and nourish your process and your experience of becoming the cosmic child, then those are the physical things to build. And for that purpose. It can be very challenging to separate out the motives for these things this is part of the decolonizing of the brain and the process of decolonizing the the highly gifted brain is the one where I focus my attention uh, in my work with humans but there are because there are many processes out in the world available to people with the more uh, common brain more typical brain in some ways, no brains are typical, but, you know, the more neurotypical brain, there are many resources available to help with decolonizing that. The highly gifted brain has a very different structure and requires a very specific process and understanding for that decolonization to really occur correctly and I have seen time and time again that when people with highly gifted brains try to patch together the resources and methods used for a typical brain it can actually cause a lot of harm to them and then that has to be also deconstructed we are as I've said before in this process of deconstruction and reconstruction so There is a method of deconstruction for different types of humans. And every human is equally needed and equally valued. But it's important to just honor the differences and 
respect them in the work and not assume that there is a one-size-fits-all approach. Yeah. So, with these energies that are coming in as we're preparing for solstice, we're both sort of on the land as the water is receding and we're also in the water being carried back out. Like I feel very much like the kaleidoscopic back and forth between the two and mm, the sensation is stronger of being in the water itself. And I think this is also a function of water itself is alive and is a consciousness and is very, very greatly at work in what is occurring at this time on every single level. But we don't have time to get into that now. But so it's like the waters are carrying you out as they recede and you can feel them pulling you back and pulling you up. Because remember, it's that gathering back up into the wave, right? And it's giving you a view. But it may, the feeling of it pulling on you may cause stress in certain aspects of your experience. So try to relax into it. <clears throat> Think back to the earlier shares that I've given you several different times about finding the slipstream, letting the current, the current carry you. But in your physical body, be aware of these impacts and look at where you are expecting too much of your body or pushing yourself too hard to perfect your body or even from the place of thinking about I'm, pri I'm preparing my body. But is the manner in which you're going about that of preparing your body, which is good. We need to prepare our bodies for what we are becoming and for what is coming energetically. But it's the manner in which you're doing that filled with shame. That's not helping. You've got to decolonize that. You've got to work with that. You've got to slow it down. If you're, if anybody, if you're listening to anybody telling you this is the only right way to take care of your body right now, where it's like if you don't eat this or you don't move in that way or if you don't stop eating that, then you're XYZ bad, bad, bad. You have to become the authority. You have to become the one who is listening to your body and doing as it really actually wants and needs. These incredibly intense solar energies, which are just reflections of the inner intensity of energies gathering, but these intense solar energies, they have a very strong effect on the body. So it is important to give yourself opportunities to rest more often than you might. And what rest looks like may be different. You may be having trouble with sleeping. You may therefore need to be able to take time during the day to go slower, to take time out. One of the best ways to help your body with rest when you can't really sleep is to get, that, get your feet really well elevated above your head and your heart. 
You know, go lie down on a mat on the floor with your legs up against the wall or with your legs up the couch or something like that. Set a timer for 20 minutes. Give yourself at least 20 minutes of that. You can use that time to do some breathing or just put on some soothing music. You can sleep if you can. You may be in a push-pull in your desires for, I don't want to eat any food, I only want to eat light. (laughs) But, and I don't mean like eat lightly, I mean like all I want to consume is light. And also there may at the same time be your body demanding what you might think of as heavier foods. Let your body have the grounding heavier foods. There's nothing wrong with this. There are no absolutes in this. Okay? Do what you can to source whatever foods you are eating in a clean and healthy way. Whatever that means to you. But hopefully what it means as much as possible is whole foods, minimally or not at all processed. And if part of the needing of heavier, denser foods to support yourself during this time is going to include sugars, bring those in naturally. Bring them in with honey, with maple syrup, things like that. Get creative with what you're eating. Think about like five or six different ingredients that you tend to like, that your body's interested in. How could those be prepared in different ways? Try to have food ready. If you're someone who tends to be sort of like, I have a tendency, I'll talk about myself for a minute. I have a tendency to, in the late afternoon, early evening, sometimes later in the evening, but later in the day, I have a tendency to suddenly have like energetic shifts that can be really significant and really big. And then my body will suddenly be like, we need to eat everything on the planet right this minute. And I don't want the negative consequences of what I'm eating. I don't want there to be negative consequences of what I'm eating. So what works really well is if I have different foods available that I can just grab in those moments when I can barely function in my human. And I'm not perfect at it. And I often don't have what I what I want ready. And it's frustrating. <laughs> but when I do, I'm so fucking happy about it. And I just, my like, my beingness is in such joy and gratitude to my doing this in those moments and just telling my hero how fucking happy I am for him and how reliable he is to do these beautiful things and have them ready for me. So wonderful. Hmm. Look around at your life. Make a list of all the ways in which your life is the dream life now, has components in it where you're like living the dream, 
that you didn't even think was possible five or ten years ago. Go around and thank yourself for all of those things. If they're physical things, go touch them. And thank yourself for how incredibly reliable you have been to create the experiences you're having now that in the past were just barely a dream. Also back to the body, of course, I mean, it, it should go without saying, but we can't not say it because these are the times we're in. Water, 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 water. How are you hydrating? And I don't just mean how much are you drinking? What is the quality of the water you are drinking? Is it structured living water? Or is it broken? Is it dead? If the only water that is available to you is quote unquote dead, then go get some spring water if you can. If you can afford it. And I know not all of us can afford it. I don't have the instructions around now, but you can find ways to restructure water. There are processes you can use. I'm very blessed to now live in a location where I have well water that is incredibly high quality and also is in very high pH. Uh, if I did not have that, I would be buying for myself a uh, water ionizing machine. And if I was worried about the money, I would be doing payment plans. There is nothing more important than the quality of the water you are putting in your body and making sure that you're getting enough of it. And also with all the water drinking, make sure that you're correctly bringing in the minerals, the trace minerals, the electrolytes that you need so that the water can actually be absorbed correctly into the cells. So this is as simple as high quality sea salt. I prefer Redmond brand and a little bit of potassium and magnesium. You can get potassium chloride. You can buy it on the shelf in the form of a product called New Salt, N-U-S-A-L-T. Pretty much any grocery store will carry it, or you can get potassium chloride in bulk. And mix a quarter of a teaspoon of the sea salt with an eighth of a teaspoon of the potassium and drink that twice a day. Incredibly cleansing, clearing effects. If you're having any struggles with like kind of brain fog or sluggishness or any of that kind of stuff, this is going to just, it's going to really fix that up. And even if you're not, we need regular high functioning detox pathways, working and active. And this is a really beautiful one. Magnesium, you must have enough magnesium. You can get magnesium lotions to put on your cream, on your, on your, uh, on your skin, which is actually the best way to get magnesium into your body. But, but of course, there are really good food ways. And then there are a bunch of different kinds of magnesiums, and I'm not going to get into the which kind is the best for you for whatever. I will say that most people sort of agree that magnesium citrate is the sort of least helpful. So, 
The magnesium rabbit hole is not one that I wish upon anyone. <laughs> yeah. But you can just even just Google like magnesium rich foods and just get those into your diet. Like do it the way nature is doing it. Um, yeah. Being in water also as much as possible. Very helpful. Being in out physically in outdoors in the natural daylight, whether it's sunny or not, doesn't matter. Getting yourself outside in the natural daylight as close to sunrise and sunset as possible. Honoring the rhythms of that. I live in a very northern latitude. So we're down to about five minutes of daylight a day right now. No, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being silly when I say that. But it feels like, practically speaking, there's about maybe seven to eight hours of effective daylight right now. And every year, as I have done more and more inner decolonization of myself and more and more rewilding of myself, this time of year, it's just, it's not even an option the more aligned with the natural rhythms I am for me to do things outside of that time period. It just isn't. I will have mornings where I'm up early before there's light and that can feel good for doing certain kinds of writing in particular. But most of the time, my body does not want to get out of bed until there's light. And as soon as the sun goes down, my body's like, okay, we're done. <laughs> and I just sort of like float around for a while until it's like, can I reasonably go to bed now without waking myself up at two? You know, <laughs> I know that's, that's pretty, it probably sounds pretty lame to some of you, but I just really give into it. And I think it's the way to go. But it did take me years both to get to the place where I could feel those rhythms and to have my life design organized in a way that I actually could get away with that. Very little of what exists in the old society that we are going to be deconstructing further and further allows for that. In fact, it is opposite. It is, is, actively, is actively fighting against that. So... <laughs> Remember that share, I shared this a couple of times, that idea of the, the, the current within the current of the salmon returning home, where like the river is pouring down the mountain towards the ocean in one direction, but the salmon are finding this inner slipstream to go up against that current, to go back up to the mountain. Like this is what we are doing right now. If we are choosing to decolonize, if we are choosing to rewild, if we are choosing to align ourselves with the evolutionary leap that Earth is moving through, then that's what we're doing. So you're moving against the current. The more of us that are moving against the current, the more prevalent and available that new upstream current is to others and it has a building effect yeah and then when we get up to the top then we can just enjoy the ride 
Also, when I talk about the waters receding, I sense that some people will tune into the drought narratives um, of experience around the planet. And these are real. And these these are real on many different levels. And as it relates to the internal level being reflected outside ourselves, it is that inner drought. It is that inner, uh, to what degree are we in relationship, in right relationship with our own waters inside ourselves? But the waters are not receding for good. They are pulling back in order to reveal, and then they will return. And I've said this before, and I will say it again, and Some of you are increasingly starting to feel this on your own. The waters will be free. The waters will return. And they will be free. Inside you, around you, inside earth, around earth. The inner waters will be free. And they will return. And you can interpret that statement any way you want. If you know, you know. (laughs) The inner waters will be free. And they will return. Hmm. I hope this is useful to you. And as always, take what's useful and leave the rest without judgment. I love you. And hopefully you have discovered that I'm doing this solstice preparation um, fellowship community chat right now that is a free private space to gather and talk with each other uh, about all these beautiful energies leading up to solstice. And this slingshot that it is, it is a portal that radically elevates us. And focus on it, preparation, devotion to it is very on point and very joyful. So I hope I see you in there. I've put the information down below in the show notes. All right. I love you with infinite love. Mm-hmm. <laughs>